Welcome back to the Magna Vita Show. Every week we listen to hours of the best podcasts about personal growth so that you don't have to. We present the best practices and principles empowering us to reach our full potential and to build a great life. Last week we talked about taking control of technology in our life and personal growth to reach our potential. This week, the best podcast talked about discipline and success. But before we get into them, I wanted to share the extra tool or something that's helped me out through this past week. In honor of it being President's Day yesterday, I wanted to share a quote about President Washington from the great book 1776 by David McCullough. McCullough wrote about Washington, he was not a brilliant strategist or tactician, not a gifted orator, not an intellectual. At several crucial moments, he had shown marked indecisiveness. He had made serious mistakes in judgment, but experience had been his great teacher from boyhood. And in this, and in this his greatest test, he learned steadily from experience. Above all, Washington never forgot what was at stake and he never gave up. I love this quote because when we think about Washington and Lincoln, it's easy to think that they are perfect or were perfect and that they never made any mistakes. But in this book, it talks about how Washington fell several times. He lost several battles, but he was always willing to get back up. His big theme was perseverance. And he never gave up and because of that he was able to be successful and because of that we remember him for all the great things that he has done the first podcast from this week is a new one that I'm really excited to share I recently discovered him his name is Justin Sua su apostrophe a and he is a mental performance coach for professional sports teams and what I really like about him is he shares short, really actionable podcasts every day of the week, every weekday. So he shares five a week. They're normally only a couple minutes long. So they're kind of an easy, quick pick me up before we start our day. And what I like a lot about him is he's been gaining momentum. I found him through an article that a newspaper had written about him. He's coached for, he's been a mental performance coach for the Boston Red Sox, the Cleveland Browns, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, so some really big names. But what was interesting is I was listening to his podcast, I realized that he's done over 800 episodes. And it shows that he's been doing this for several years. And so it's taken time to build that momentum and that success. And how he's been able to do that is what he talked about last week. He shared an episode titled Discipline. He said, we must all make the choice between the hard right and the easy wrong. And what was interesting, he said, choosing the disciplined route, that harder right, gets easier as we continue to do it. And that's for two reasons, both physically and mentally. So physically, our brain actually changes. It creates new neural pathways and our brain wants to be 
habitual. It wants to go down those same pathways that it's gone down before. So as we do that harder thing more often, our brain will default to it. Also though, there's the mental aspect of it. And as we start and keep doing those hard things, our identity will change in a positive way. We will view ourselves differently. We become the type of person that does the hard right over the easy wrong. And he finished off by saying, if you want to get what you've never achieved, you have to do what you've never done. If you want to be great, it's a choice, but to be great in the big things, we have to first be great in the small things. The next episode or podcast from this week comes from the Investors Podcast. And this week they profiled Reed Hoffman. He's the founder of LinkedIn and a venture capitalist or investor in Silicon Valley. He's been incredibly successful investing in all the top tech startups. And I really like this episode because it shares business lessons that are also powerful life lessons. The first question that Reed answered was, why is Silicon Valley so successful? And I really liked, he said that first he talked about how it's the strength of the ecosystem. So it's essentially the strength of everyone else. He talked about how everyone tries to help each other. So together they all lift each other up. But more importantly, what that leads to, he said, is Silicon Valley is so successful because the companies there try more things faster than anyone else. Reed said the feedback loop of product cycles has become so fast that it's almost daily. And so what that means is that companies are able to try something, fail, and learn something becoming better in only a day. And what I took away from this is that Silicon Valley's success is essentially a numbers game. And that made me think about in our own life, how can we take more shots to get more feedback, to see what works, and then to become better? He also said that the best companies are able to change extremely quickly. In his opinion, Reed said, you have to move so fast that other people can't keep up. That's called a network effect. And I think the best example that people always think of is Facebook, how it moved so quickly that everyone else was on the network that people had felt like they had to sign up. And it's true that this has worked for some companies, but I think it has also led to countless companies and people burning out because they're moving too fast. But going back to last week's episode, we have that survivorship bias where we only think about the people that are successful. In my opinion, we have to keep moving for so long that we can just outlast other people or competitors. And it doesn't necessarily even have to be a race. It can be a race against ourselves. If we're trying to become better, if we're trying to lose weight or become more physically fit, If we can just do it for long enough, we will eventually get to that goal. So we don't have to always be the fastest, we just have to keep moving. 
The next podcast from this week is Oprah's Masterclass. And this week she profiled Usher, the singer-songwriter. And he sold more than 75 million records, which makes him one of the best-selling artists of all time. And he's also won eight Grammys. And I really liked, he had some great wisdoms, of, of great uh, points about how to be successful and how we can overcome hard times. He said, if we can see it, then we can make it happen. It made me think of the verse in the Bible that says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And it just made me think about how critical it is to have that vision to guide us and show us what is possible in our life. Usher said that one of the best ways to have that vision is to have really strong mentors because that's who we'll become like. He said about his own career and his own success, he said that he spoke it into existence. And I know this can seem kind of uh, wishy-washy or it can kind of seem like he's not willing to do the work, but I like that he wasn't afraid to talk about his dreams because he said when you're fully committed to something, life will help you make it happen but it will also put obstacles in our way. These obstacles, though, are opportunities to prove to ourselves and others that we can do it. And in his opinion, success is simply how we react to the obstacles. And I loved, he said what he's most proud of out of everything that he's accomplished is the fact that he doesn't stop. He said, I like being busy. I like being challenged because it gives me hope that there's more out there. And he finished up by saying, if you want long-term success, find something you love and don't stop moving. The last podcast from this week is another great one from Tim Ferriss. This week he interviewed Katarina Fake. She's the founder of Flickr, which was the foundation for today's social media. Since then, she's become a very successful investor in Silicon Valley with companies like Etsy and Kickstarter. She said that more than anything, and they've done studies on this, and more than anything, what makes companies successful is timing. If they're able to take advantage of an opportunity that presents itself. It made me think about, is this the same for people? And I don't think it's only timing that makes people successful. I don't know if it's the most important factor, but it is definitely crucial to our success. And I think that should lead us to be very grateful for those moments when we are successful, recognizing that a lot of it may have just been because of luck or where we were. The more important point though is, when we're not successful, I think we can also recognize the role of timing in our life. That we don't have to beat ourselves up and be frustrated and question who we are, but we can just recognize that it wasn't the right time. But if we keep taking those shots, like we talked about earlier, we can still be successful the next time. I really like Katarina was very open about struggles and challenges that she's gone through. She talked about how she always goes back to memorize poetry that really helps her overcome. Katarina talked about how earlier in her life she struggled with depression. 
But she said that those challenging and tough times are necessary to live a full life. She also said that they're common to the human experience. And I really like that because it shows that there's nothing uniquely wrong with us if we're struggling, if we're having a hard time. That's how everyone goes through life. But instead of recognizing or thinking that that's a bad thing, we can reframe that to say that we need those low times to really appreciate the high times. I think part of what can lead to a lot of those low times in our life is social media. And she talked about how social media is really just social peacocking, how it's everyone putting up a front that isn't real and only showing those highlights of their life. And she encouraged us, she said, that instead we should embrace the shadow in ourselves and others. The shadow are those moments that we're not necessarily proud of, it might be those low moments in our life. But she said that some of the most meaningful parts of our life are when we reflect back on when we've been tested, when we've been in the depths of despair, and we've found a way out. And to finish, she shared a beautiful poem from Rumi, and it's called Cry Out in Your Weakness. And just a short part from the poem says, Cry out in your weakness, because there are helpers in the world that rush out to help anyone suffering. And it goes on to say, There are helpers in the world who rush to save anyone who cries out. Like mercy itself, they run toward the screaming. Give your weakness to one who helps. I love how beautiful that is, that if we can cry out in our weakness, if we can have the courage to do that, there are people waiting in the world that will reach out and help. And so, in closing, I hope that these tactics and tools about discipline and success help you to build a great life. But more importantly, I hope that we all won't be afraid to cry out in our weakness and that we rush to help anyone suffering this week. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week.